Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on Boss Rush Games, where we throw up the X. We're about to throw down. I'm your host, Corey Deering, and alongside me from the XP cast is Stoy. Hi, Stoy. Hello. Glad to, be, glad to be back. Yes. It's gone. So I'm a 40-year-old man playing against a bunch of 20-year-olds in soccer. And, you know, it's one of those things my brain thinks, I got this. Mm-hmm. My legs? You're like, no, you don't. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm That's a little sore. I stood up off the couch today. It's like, yeah. you got this. You stood up. My knee was almost gave out. I'm like, you don't got this. No, you don't got this, dude. No, we, no, we're not on the same level. <laughs> no, no lunch for you today. You can't even get to the kitchen to make it. Uh, also, I guess I'll starve. <laughs> yeah, mm, it's all right. I could use a use a skip a lunch once in a while. Judging by the size of my stomach right now. Uh, now, now, stop it. Mm, I am. I am gonna lose some weight though. I I need to and. I, had a big discussion with my wife about it today, so or yesterday. So, okay. Well, uh, you can hire Laurent as your personal trainer if you want. I could, but I don't want to because I feel like he'd kill me. So we're gonna we got to start small. Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Speaking of small, joining us also is that retro code Eddie V. Hello, everybody. I don't know if you're that. You're not that small, Ed. I was just messing. Uh, um, Eddie's jacked. Yeah. Eddie's, no, you are jacked. <laughs> you got Eddie, the... Eddie wanted to challenge me in an arm wrestling competition, and I was like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> no, sh- <laughs> like I keep to ask you, I was just like, story would throw me across the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the right, Eddie, come center. on. Whatever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you got them guns. You, you look fit. You bang, look bang. Uh, hey, yeah, I was going to say, don't forget to introduce my friends Smith and Wesson. Ooh, <laughs> that's a gun reference. Yeah. I got that reference. <laughs> Jesse will be joining us when he wakes up. Maybe. If he doesn't wake up till tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know how his life works. He said give me he said give me thirty minutes and it's been two hours, so Well, he was my roommate uh last night when we were at the video game summit. Hmm. And uh he he was like, I didn't really wanna I gave him the offer to if he wanted to stay with one of us overnight at the hotel. And uh, so, yeah, surprisingly, he didn't wake me up, even though he scared me a bit. He's like, I forgot to bring my sleep apnea machine. Oh, and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get any sleep tonight. But, yeah, I, I I fell asleep and I slept pretty decent. So nice. Nice. Apparently he didn't because he slept by the window. Oh, so, God. Yeah. And uh, the, the it's like one of the main uh, highways was like a. Uh, highway 83 uh, down in Illinois. It was like right outside our window. So, yeah, he heard everything. Ooh, boy. I so like buddy sleep- guy's tired. Look, I like sleeping by the window. I like hearing ambient noises outside. It, mm-hmm. It's uh, comforting. So, it's fine. I yeah, I don't mind it either. I mean, I I I mean, I live in the city, the Milwaukee, so I'm you kind of used to mm-hmm. used to mm-hmm. ambient noise. If I go to a place where there's no noise, I get freaked out. Yeah, it's like what's wrong with this place? Where where's all the noise? Yeah, exactly. Like my ears are ringing, I can hear that like plain as day and nothing else. Yeah. Like uh when me and my wife went to New York, it was like, man, there's so much noise here, it's nice. Yeah. And, uh so that's uh that's how that went. But uh, you got like uh, you guys, you guys both went to the uh, video game summit this weekend. So 
Yeah, yes. you guys, you yep. guys have a good time. You want to talk about that for a little bit? You guys, uh, yeah, have fun. We had a really good, yeah, we had a really good time. Got to see a lot of retro games and uh, some people who made you know were high scores and selling some lot of retro stuff, a lot of Nintendo stuff there. Uh, compared to like Xbox and PlayStation, I'm like. Um, they had like Famicom and Super Famicom games. They were selling systems like Wii's and Wii U's, Nintendo system controllers. Like they, they were selling a lot uh, of stuff. But they had um, some really cool um, stuff there. Um, and then me and Story actually got to play uh, a Zelda con- uh, a Zelda quiz, and we both tied for second place. So that um, that, that that was rigged. You lost to Stephanie. It's <laughs> fine. That, we, uh, we get that it. contest was rigged. Well, Stephanie is Miss Zelda, so I mean, it's no like I, I knew like I, I can't go up against her. She's part of the another Zelda podcast, so yeah. you know. And like there was like four questions on the Oracle games, oh, gosh. and one on Majora's Mask, and I was like, I never played either of these. So. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Yeah. Those Oracle games, man. Those are like the even people who know Zelda barely know those games yeah oh the other one was triforce heroes and i think i even said it out loud i was like i didn't know triforce heroes was a real zelda game because it it's a game about dress up it's true it's fair yeah it's not a real zelda game i'm just gonna be honest why they i mean that you know that was my issue with and I, i think i said this to you eddie that one of the reasons why i i don't think the Majora's Mask is a Zelda game is that if you remove the only identifier that makes it a Zelda game is literally yeah. a Link. If you take Link out of it and replace it with another character, it's not a Zelda game anymore. So there's no other like real identifying marks with it. And I, I kind of feel the same way with Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. You know, if you remove Link from that, there's nothing else to identify it as a Legend of Zelda game. There are no you know, the, the setting's not the same. The, you know, there's not all the returning characters or, you know, even some of the other, like, powers or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, due, yeah, due to the fact that Link's Awakening is, majority of it is a, in place, spoiler alert, as a dream mm-hmm. compared to, like, Link to the Past or a Link Between Worlds. Yeah, um, right. Because th- that game is, like, designed behind them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, coincidentally, Majora's Mask, I think, is a dream. And um, uh, Link's Awakening is a dream, so eh. Mm. Eh, whatever we could we could. This is an Xbox podcast, so uh, we did have Giordano's though, and uh, that was some good pizza and some really good conversations that we had there. Uh, everybody yeah. got really sleepy. <laughs> I know I was sleepy, so uh, yeah. You looked at me with your tired eyes, saying, "You saw you look really sleepy." I was <laughs> like, "I look sleepy." <laughs> Ed's always sleepy. It was it was definitely the pizza man that um yeah yeah the the deep dish pizza was uh yeah that put me out <laughs> did so, you yeah. have did you have the barbecue sauce with your chicken or... uh no no I didn't have it with the chicken because it was bar- the the chi- barbecue chicken pizza already had enough barbecue sauce in it so oh no I'm talking about our appetizers I think oh, they said this different okay yeah because their barbecue sauce was really good. Yeah. So. I didn't have any barbecue sauce. Poor Corey. Poor Corey. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I ended up picking up a couple games. Uh, Corey and I, we were talking about this before recording, how I was just amazed at how over the last like year, year and a half, um, like video game collecting has become like 
used games are just their prices have skyrocketed. It's insane. Like astronomically. Like games that were like maybe like thirty, forty bucks last year are now like hundred dollars more. Um and just it's just shocking. Like that that's where I am at with my collection now is that everything I want are now the ridiculously priced items. And I can't justify going to a convention with a budget of like $150 and then just buying one thing. Like it's just, I, I, I can't justify that. So because one of the things I was looking for was Resident Evil Gaiden for the Game Boy. And I found it there. And I, of course, I turned it over to see what the price was. And it was $180. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not spending $180 on a Game Boy game. Get out of here. That's funny. Yeah, that, we uh, uh, I was telling a story because um, we we talked about like modern prices of games, and we was even talking about collections because of how Mario sold like what two point six or one point five million dollars um, that for auction, and like Double Dragon two sold like two point six million. Yeah, the when it comes to Nintendo games because they're so uh, limited and out of print, they're going to raise up that price highly. Cartridges mm-hmm. cost a lot. CDs, not so much unless it's a very rare game but a lot of the PlayStation and Xbox stuff is now on the stores where you can just download it. So those prices are not going to be high. The cartridges though, yeah, you're going to pay pretty penny. Definitely if it's Nintendo related. Well, some of them, like, you know, the one thing I guess this ties into our podcast is like old Xbox games are still ridiculously cheap. Like Mm -hmm. it's very rare that you'll find some of them that are ridiculously expensive. Like actually, um, I found Def Jam Fight for New York for GameCube, Xbox and PlayStation 2. And interestingly enough, it's more expensive on the GameCube and cheaper on the Xbox. I think on the Xbox, it was like worth one hundred and fifty dollars. And then on, uh, I think, GameCube, it was like two hundred twenty or something like that. Something astronomical. It's because all those third party games on GameCube were so short printed because nobody played third party games on their GameCube. Right. I mean, yeah, I think Mm -hmm. I think the only third party game that sold more on GameCube than anything else was Soul Calibur. And BMX Triple X. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Gosh. Because, yeah, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, so you could probably go there with $100 and walk out with probably, like, 50 Xbox games if you wanted to, because a lot of them are still kind of relatively cheap, but... So, did you pay attention to, like, a lot, because they had a lot of 360 games. Did, wasn't it weird that all the collectors ha- pretty much had the same Xbox 360 games? Like, you definitely was going to see Gears, you definitely was going to see Halo, and mm-hmm. it was just, like, every, and even Fable, like, every, and, uh... Yeah, those games, every collector had them. I mean, that's the, that, that was the prices. Xbox 360, though, was Halo, Fable, Forza, and Gears. Like, that was the 360, you know, and I those, guess yeah, Call of Duty. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, but it felt like they mm-hmm. were trying to get just rid of those games. Like, that's, like, no kind of collector's item or something. Yeah. They oh, even... yeah. Because those are everybody has like mm-hmm. there's rarely somebody that walks into a video game convention like that to say like oh i hope to find a copy of gears 2 or something like that you know like nine times out of ten if you own an xbox 360 you own all the gears games or you own all the halo games because those sold like hotcakes back then so mm-hmm. whereas you-, you know if you if you go there trying to find asura's wrath did you see how much asura's wrath is now it's 90 dollars <laughs> i oh, don't wow. know why but it's ninety dollars. I found I found a copy of it. It was a loose copy. It was just the CD for eighty dollars. Mm. I'm like, this that's crazy. Wow. 
Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, apparently I have a gold mine and N64 games in my basement, so. Do you have the boxes? I do. They're all complete in box except for three games. And I have, I have 30, you got a gold mine. I have 35 games downstairs, so. So I yeah I saw I think Resident Evil two for the Nintendo sixty four that was worth complete in box two hundred eighty dollars yeah yeah I was like wow <laughs> it's because it's the only version that has the Resident Evil zero stuff connect in it you know I yeah well except for I guess the remake probably does too but I mean of that era um, mm-hmm. so because I think they wanted to connect they because you know zero was the GameCube exclusive so they wanted to like try to tie it in I guess so. Yeah, game. Well, it was they were developing Resident Evil Zero, Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, but I think they just ended up pushing it to the GameCube Thank because you. you know, yeah, they got that exclusive rights to the Resident Evil One remake, and which yeah. that was that was the sole reason I got a GameCube in the first place. What the yeah, Resident Evil actually, remake? Yeah, yeah. I oh. I could give I could give a crap less about Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, Sunshine sucks. Eddie, Eddie. That- Terrible man, come on! I you even have to admit. Sun- it. I no, love you sunshine. don't. To be no, fair, you don't. I... Stop lying to yourself. Anywho, to be fair, I'm not stop the, lying I'm not, to yourself. I'm not the 3D Mario guy. I think Mario 3D World is the best 3D Mario game. So that's yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, um, they did have Army of Two the 40th day, but I passed on it because it's not backwards compatible. I'm like, dang it. I mean, I have it for PS3, but I'm like, I wanted the, uh, I wanted it backwards compatible so I could play it on my Series X now, or Xbox One. Are you sure? Because I, I thought, wasn't that on EA Play? No, we the about first that, one. I, the first one. Just is. the first one. It's just the oh, okay. first one because the second and third one have have all that licensed music in it, and uh, you know, I think uh, who was in the se- who was in the third one? I forget who's in the third one. Fortieth uh, day. Or was uh, that the second one? No, the Devil's Cartel is the third it's one. The third one. Devil's yeah. Cartel is the third one. Yeah, that's right. There's all like there's all this licensed music and stuff in the in those, and they're not licensed in perpetuity. And I guess those games aren't popular enough to put on the service. So mm. yeah, because they had some 360s to buy if you won one. But I'm like, I'm not about to buy one of these just to play one game. I'm like, I still got my PS3. Dude, I have my 360 hooked up to play. Uh, the Turtles arcade game, and I have all those arcade games that aren't backwards compatible on my 360. So, mm. uh, I guess I could play Actually, the 40th day though, because I, I it is hooked up and I do have it digitally. So, uh, rub it in Eddie's face. I am. I suppose I, one of the games I bought was Trauma Center, and I still have my Wii U hooked mm-hmm. up to my TV, so I can at least play that. I just got to find a freaking, I got to find the a remote somewhere. That's One funny. I actually, I actually just bought a bunch of things on my Wii U yesterday. Look uh, at that. That's a Wii U tablet. It is because it's hooked up here because we're going to do a for Pal Block. We're going to do a Zelda timeline playthrough, I think. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of those. Good luck with that. A lot of the DS, but a lot of the DS games are on. Well, all the Wii U. Zelda DS games are on Wii U, except for the 3DS games. So. Actually, yeah. yeah, I think pretty much all all of the Zelda games, yeah, yeah, with and, the exception of the DS games. And like, I think I think we're gonna do a Metroid. Twilight Princess HD, and yeah, I think we're gonna do a Metroid playthrough also. And I ended up getting Zero Mission Infusion and the Prime trilogy, since you know they refused to put it out. Although, of course, right. five after five hours after I put it on my Wii U, they're like, 
well, Nintendo's holding the HD remake master. It's ready to go. Yeah, it's ready to go whenever they want to. I'm like, rumor. Dude, that's <laughs> yeah, been a rumor whatever. since 2018. That's Remember oh, yeah. it was supposed to be revealed at the Game Awards, and then they showed Bayonetta 3 instead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. God. Jerks. Yeah. Anyways, this is an Xbox podcast. Uh, this is Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on Boss Rush Games, where each and every week we get together with our friends from around the internet to talk about our favorite things about Xbox. If you like us, remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you listen to us. You can find us on Boss Rush Net- on BossRushGames.com, part of the Boss Rush Network. And uh, I didn't write a thing for this, so I'm going off the seat of my pants. You're doing great. Thank you. You can follow us on Twitter at ArsenalXPodcast. You can email the show at ArsenalXPodcast at gmail.com. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, remember to leave us those five stars and a nice review. It really helps. Thank you. Uh, we're going to start out with what's in our arsenal, which is the section where we talk about what we've been playing. Stoy, we're going to go your way first. What are you playing besides getting exercise and playing soccer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's I'm playing. I was playing something. I was playing FIFA in real life today. <laughs> um I uh, I jumped back into Red Dead Redemption Two recently. Um, I uh, I don't know what made me stop playing it a long time ago when it came out because I was really into it when it first came out, and then just it kind of fell to the wayside. And then mm-hmm. I just recently picked it up again because I started thinking about all these bucket list games that I, every every year I create a list of like these are the games I need to beat. So um, the summer is always kind of that the time where there's not a lot of big games coming out. So I'll actually have time to finish games before the big fall rush. So, um, red dead redemption two is definitely on there, but, um, um, Eddie, we talked about this with a lot of times with the, uh, the clunky controls of some of the rockstar games, especially yeah. when you get into fire fights. Yeah. Now in, in grand theft auto, it's a little bit easier because there's a little bit more hard, ar- hard objects, you know, yes. to, to get behind cover. You know, there's building walls, there's boxes, there's other sort of other barriers, whatever. In Red Dead Redemption 2, it's a little bit different. You have to hide behind this, like, misshapen rock or this weird wagon that's turned over. And a lot of times when I try to hit the cover button, it's like Arthur, my character, doesn't know, like, do you want me to take cover here in the middle of gunfire or do you want me to take cover behind cover? I'm like, uh, behind cover, please. <laughs> but, like, he just doesn't he doesn't understand where to go. So a lot of times it's, you know, it's a struggle, but at the very least, like the gunplay is forgiving that you could literally get shot like 20 times over and, you know, still be okay. So long as you're playing on normal and whatever. So, and I, um, I, I feel like the gunplay in Red Dead 2 is better than GTA five. Like I was easier, like, like it was easier to use. I'm like, okay, this is what should have been in GTA five. So I give really credit to Rockstar for that. For Red Dead Redemption Two, now and and this is where um, I I think it's because all the guns in Red Dead Redemption are single shot. Yes. So, um, you know, you actually have a little bit more control over your accuracy and your ability to, you know, obviously make accurate shots. So when you're playing, when you're running around with a game, A5 with like an assault rifle or a submachine gun it becomes a little bit harder to kind of really fully control it. So um, that's why it's easy for me to just pull out my repeater and just like pop shots left and right. You know, guys are, 
every mission is always like a bunch, like 20 guys flooding the area. You're popping shots. And then you walk away saying, wow, I'm a mass murderer. <laughs> and then just continue the story. So. But yeah, um, I've been I've been really getting into that. And obviously, uh, Skyward Sword came out on Friday. So I've been I jumped back into that. And thank God I don't have to play with motion controls. So right. We were talking about joystick. We were, we were talking about that before the show started. Like, yeah, gosh, dude, thank God. Motion controls. I tried. OK, I Galatrad and David gave me some crap on Twitter. And I was like, look, guys, I tried. I tried for a good 20 hey, minutes. OK, hey, man, I'll uh, I'll, I'll die on that hill with you. <laughs> look, I'll, I tried. Uh, I'll, OK, I'll, I'll take them out with you because I did both. I when I played it on the Wii. I I had to play with the motion controls and I yeah. I played that game all the way through. And you know, eventually you kind of get used to it. It makes kind of attack it was obviously a lot of the enemies that you came that came up to you like they would block in certain directions and whatever. So, you know, it's just basically swinging the Wii mode however way you want, but um I'm just glad I don't have to do that. That I could just use the joystick and just slash however way I want. The only thing that's hard to do is using the freaking net when you're trying to catch bugs. Yeah. Like when I'm trying to catch bugs, I just basically like it's it's weird how like it doesn't when you try to swipe left or right or something like that, it doesn't register for some reason. Ooh. Yeah. So like I just basically frantically move the joystick around until I catch it. Mm-hmm. And I mean I look like an idiot doing it, but whatever. I if I caught the bug, I caught the bug. But that's um, fine. Yeah, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> so at least I don't have to use motion controls. It's true. That is true. That is true. Most controls, man. They just just go away. Well, you know, there's some places where it does work. Like, okay, if you put like an exercise game together, I I know I remember one game I played a lot of, like in the Wii. It was like kind of like my workout supplement was uh, Gold's Gym Cardio Boxing. You know, Uh so like you get both Wii modes together, and you're you know you're doing air boxing, whatever. That's cool, but like. In my Zelda game, and you and you want me to play this game for forty hours because that's how long the game is. Get out of here with that, you know. Yeah. Hey. Mm. Awful. I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry, Galatrad, but sorry. you're wrong. Not so wrong. You are wrong. Mm. Give me a give me the joystick any day with that. So. Oh, gosh, am I glad that most controls are over? Yeah. Right. No kidding. Oh. So. Ed, what are you playing? Uh, so, um, been playing Street Fighter Alpha 3, mm-hmm. um, and Street Fighter Third Strike, uh, kind of just, was just, I've uh, been practicing back my Street Fighter skills, like, yeah, that you know, makes yeah. sense, <laughs> 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 uh, getting, <laughs> getting back into those games, uh, because they, you know, Street Fighter, uh, like one of my favorite fighting games, and it's been so long since I've been able to just dive in and play that series, and like you know, be able to uh, see how if I'm how good I am or how rusty I am with certain characters. So uh, I've been doing that. I've uh, been like literally enjoying it, having a good time. Um, played a little bit more God of War on PS4 just for fun. Getting to do that. Uh, I'm about to jump into Detroit Become Human because I want to finish that game so I can talk about it. Uh, I got Sky Restore but haven't been able to play it yet due to me being out for the weekend. Um, it's on a Switch. And, uh, it's on a portable console, Ed. You could have just played it. The, I, 
interacting. I, I've been interacting and having fun and talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. So I had well, no time. You don't want to do that. Well, what was it? What, what was it? You and Jesse played. Uh, you had you had the switch on the kickstand. You guys we were playing was, something. Uh, Streets of Rage Four. Streets of Rage Four. That was it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we were uh, playing that for a bit, uh, having a little bit of fun. Um, and since Switch don't have the uh, Mr. X Nightmare DLC, so we gotta wait for that. We couldn't play any of that. Um, but I think I I got the free update, but I just haven't got the uh, the new uh, DLC until they release it, and I, we don't know when they're gonna do that. Uh, and yeah, Cross Code is pretty much what um, I've been playing on Switch. Um, like I said, I've been going to get into uh, Skyward Sword a little bit later, but that's pretty much it. I got Scarlet Nexus and Outriders, and I need to play that on my Series X. Um, and uh, Fable, I purchased Fable Three from uh, from a uh, convention, and can't wait to start that uh, start that up because I never got the chance to play Fable Three or Fable Two. Um, I have Fable Two digitally on my Xbox One. Uh, but three I never bought. Three I didn't get. So I'm like five dollars. Not bad price. Oh. Neat. Oh. Oh, and also played. Uh, sorry, Streets of Rage Two. They had it in an arcade cabinet. Uh, at the convention. There it is. Which, uh, which is weird because they had. It, uh, they. I think it was. Uh, it was. I think it was running through a 32x. Cause the music was cutting out at at certain times. Like the they put the mu- music like in the stereo kind of sound, so it did sound better. But it was like mm. it was kind of it felt like it was a Sega CD game because it was cutting off, um, and then they would cut back on. I'm like they never did this in the whole game. Only time that they faded out is when the boss music came out. So I don't know what they did to make it make it feel like that. But yeah, that's what pretty much what I've been what's been in my arsenal. Hmm. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know any other taglines from Street Fighter Alpha, but that's about it. <laughs> I can't tell what Ed's doing because his video is frozen. He's just sitting there, like looking oh, menacing. No. Yeah, he looks like he's concentrating or falling asleep or something. So oh, no. tap your screen, Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what's in your arsenal, Corey? Uh, I've been playing a little bit of. Halo and Destiny really that's kind of it's kind of in it on the Xbox front uh, I've been focusing a lot more on Nintendo stuff lately because of uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 and Zelda came out and I've been just trucking along in those uh, so <clears throat> I don't really have much more to add to Zelda other than I'm enjoying it uh, no motion controls makes that game infinitely better and uh, yep I I mean, story. I think I'm with you. I I think it like out of the before Breath of the Wild, like the classic Zelda formula stuff. It probably has the best story out of out of that that classic style. But like mm-hmm. those motion controls were what ruined it for me, and I never finished. Well, it. that's well, that's why a lot of people didn't play it. Yeah, you know, when I talk to people, I'm like, oh, this is one of the be- honestly, it's one of the best. Zelda games, especially in a, from a storyline standpoint, and the music is just fantastic. It's some yeah. of the best in the mm-hmm. best in the series. But like so many people I knew, like never played it, which kind of was shocking to me. But that's the reason why. Like 
it's a 40 hour game. No one wants to waggle for 40 hours. Yeah. Which is weird because people was just, they wanted a game like this in Zelda and like Star Wars and at stuff be- like that. At the beginning of the Wii's life yeah. cycle. But when yeah. the system's out for six years and everybody's tired of motion controls, then you put out the quintessential motion control game. It's kind of like, this is what Twilight Princess should have been, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I'm glad that game wasn't either, but you know. Yeah. I actually, you can actually turn the motion controls off in that game on the Wii, which was super helpful. Uh, but man, <laughs> here we go again. Ed, this is your fault. Pal Block yeah. 2.0. Uh, oh, wait, what? <laughs> no. Uh, but I'm really enjoying my time with Halo, and Destiny is just, you know, Destiny. It's the grind and just doing my dailies and pinnacle stuff and doing the bounties and that's kind of it so uh all right so let's get into into the arson news as we say we gotta come up with something better than arson news yeah i was gonna say we gotta come up with something better than this come on man i mean that's just what we always called it but we gotta do something better uh news and x no i mean when we talk about food we should just call it arsenal snacks arsenal snacks or with an x or arsis arson snacks arsa snacks snacks and all x i don't know <laughs> arsenal snacks uh so yeah that uh that valve steam deck seems to be what everybody wants to be talking about these oh, days good googly boogly <laughs> oh, uh, boy. But the thing about this thing is, is that you can install Windows on it, and this actually has me thinking about what if Xbox did their own handheld, or they use this to make Game Pass more viable option for portable players. Uh, well, so- that's that's the thing about it because if you can install Windows on it, you can run Windows programs. Mm-hmm. You could download the Xbox app for Windows, and you can you know fire up your Game Pass subscription on it. And you can play Game Pass games mm-hmm. on the Switch, on the Steam Deck. Yeah, locally. You can also, if you, you can also, to, you don't even have to stream them. You can just download them and play them. Yeah, exactly. So the thing with that would be like, well, you know, that's part of their marketing of the Surface tablet. You know. Yeah, but nobody wants to can't. play. If you can play it, if let me ask you this, Ed, if you could play your games on a tablet with a, a Bluetooth controller hooked up to it or a Switch-like device. What would mm-hmm. you rather be playing on? Trying to um, find a way to hold that tablet up, or just to play it in your hands like a Switch? Well, they would probably there would probably be a stand. No, or I'm asking you it. what you. Would oh, do. you talking about? I'm asking. In, I'm asking you what you would rather be playing on. I mean, I'm gonna play on something like a Switch or okay. something, but I'm just saying Microsoft is probably thinking that you know when it was. Um, marketing the surface tablet they was always including game pass and this is microsoft we're speaking of microsoft is going to first market their product before they do anything else yeah no i know i know that i'm just saying like this this could be like a a backdoor kind of oh well i it, let's let's say the steam deck is super successful let's say it sells like mm-hmm. i don't know in the next two years or something let's say it sells like 30 million units let's just put that number out there and People start playing with it because this seems like a device that pe- maybe like people want to open up and see what it can do outside of just the Steam OS. Uh, mm. Let's just say forty percent of these people 
install Windows onto it. Right? That's like 17, 17, you know, 17 million people put Windows on this device and 10 million of them have ga- now will buy Game Pass because they can play it portably instead of having to hook it up to their phone or their tablet or a laptop. Right? Yeah. I feel like this is actually like a good thing for Microsoft and maybe they're kicking themselves for not having a Game Pass dedicated device like a I I don't think they're kicking themselves at all because this is their competitor uh doing well, the work even, for them. It's not even their competitor. The thing about this, they've been working with Steam. You know, Microsoft been putting some of their first party games and stuff on <laughs> Steam. Yeah. On Steam. So but yeah, but but uh, you know, so taking the taking that word competitor out, this is best case scenario for them because they did none of the hardware development and they spent no money on this system. That's true. And it's basically Valve just making a system for them. Yeah. For them to play right. games in a back way, back alley way. Like obviously, it's not like you're gonna have directions on how to do it right away. You're gonna have to like kind of Google it and search the internet for instructions on how to, you know, install Windows on this thing, but. The fact that you have the capability and anybody has the capability it, is great it, for Microsoft. Yeah. Well, I think with Microsoft, I think with Microsoft is that is it just their first party games? Because with Game Pass, anything like, on Game Pass. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing, with, I mean, the thing with Game Pass is okay. So the Game Pass stuff, I probably would say with the regular Xbox and 360 stuff, yes. Well, it's, it it's gonna, well, it's gonna be it's gonna be whatever's available on Game Pass for PC though. Yeah. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be. Yeah. Be uh, for. Uh, it's not gonna the be the Xbox stuff. version. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the PC version. So, all the 360 stuff probably not on there. Although they are starting to creep older stuff on there, like Psychonauts is on there now, I think, and uh, so, a couple so of things. We, but so should we say the console Game Pass that they hooking up? They I mean, you're not gonna be. A, no, we're talking about no. PC Game Pass. This is gonna be yeah. a PC okay. Game Pass. No, okay. yeah, the, I mean, unless you found a way to install the Microsoft Xbox Heart uh, with, OS with, on it. With the, and that was the, I guess that was what I'm thinking of, because y'all were talking about getting Windows and stuff on it, when and missioning Game Pass, I mean, are you trying to get the console games on it? Because well, Windows 11 is going to no, no, have no. an entire Xbox UI system on there, right? Like, that mm-hmm. Xbox operating system is going to be built into Windows 11, supposedly, yeah. or a version of it, so. Yeah. But I still think they won't be releasing games for the system. Right, right. Because obviously, when you know, every month when they update their Game Pass library, they update some that are available for the console and for the cloud so, and for the PC. Right. Yeah, so for the PC. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. So I guess I was confused with myself because that's what I was trying to get. I was, Poor I guess, Eddie. No, I was wondering when, when everybody was just like, well, we want to get Game Pass on there. I think because there's two versions of it. Well, there's three I, now. There's three. There's three now. There's the cloud. Yeah. The cloud a lot version of people is forget different. about. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, so I thought S, is S Cloud all of them, all of it together? No. Or is it, no, it's its own separate it's thing. A, like X, the Xbox has its version of Game Pass, PC has its own version, and Cloud has its own version. There's a lot of crossover, but essentially they're three separate Game Pass. Listen, thought, Eddie, you come on the Xbox podcast and you know no, nothing because, about Game Pass. Come no, on, Eddie. He doesn't know about Game oh, Pass because he's the no, only person in the world that game, has an Xbox and doesn't subscribe to it. Because Game Pass... Eddie, come on, man. Game Pass <laughs> Ultimate is the one only one that has the X Cloud. 
that's the only feature that you can get that on. You can't Wait. do the regular Game Pass. Oh, you no, you have to have Ultimate to do it. Right. Ult- yes. Game Pass Ultimate gets you all three versions of Game Pass. Right. So that's why, so that's because if you did PC, that's why I said, um, um, I thought I thought S Cloud was just an additional feature only connected to Ultimate, which gives you uh, PC and console. So I didn't I kept that separate. Yeah. I didn't thought that I didn't think that would be a three kind of the third parts of it. I couldn't believe it when Microsoft announced, you know, Game Pass Ultimate when they basically lumped games with gold and mm-hmm. you know the PC uh, Game Pass service onto mm-hmm. that service. I mean that's. Like I said, it it really pays for itself. Fifteen dollars a month. At that point too. Yeah, and EA Play when EA Play jumped on too, it was like it just made it in, in all the more, all the more great, yeah. you know. Um, so, fifteen bucks a month. I mean, it's just kind of like it pays for itself if you play a lot of games. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's cheaper. Than, my, it's cheaper than three full price games now because if yeah, games are seventy dollars, right? It's one hundred and eighty bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think the, my fear is just that uh, Steam themselves, how long would they support this and everything? What do you would mean? They, they, like- they, they said they're leaving it open because they want people to play with it. They want, like this is, they want to sell the device. Steam is always going to be there, right? People, as long as Steam is a, a service, people are going to buy their game mm-hmm. on Steam, right? They want, yeah. If they leave it open, that's their best chance of competing against probably the, the Switch at this point, which is what everybody's comparing it to. Leaving it as an open platform device is their best chance of selling this device, which is exactly what they want to do. So I, I'm, th- I'm probably thinking support as in marketing, support in getting the system. Probably, I think after it's released, after I mean, you know, they pretty much mar- did a fantastic job of marketing it that day because that's when the OLED Switch pre-orders were going live. Nintendo well, announced yeah. it. What two hours later, Valve's like, "Oh, here's our new thing. You can save your place in line for five bucks." Yeah, but they haven't like marketed their uh, Steam system or their Steam um, controller and stuff after it's after because that released. Steam controller was terrible. Steam That's controller why. was ter- terrible. The Steam <laughs> boxes were th- were like second party partnerships. They they didn't even make them. Mm-hmm. They had other people make no, them they didn't for make them. It, yeah. So this this is gonna be kind of like their their uh, VR headset where like hey we're actually funding this. We're actually putting effort into this and uh we want people to enjoy it and my thing is is like this is the first uh iteration on this thing what's this thing gonna look like in two years when they when they iterate on it you know if well, they that, iterate on it that i mean that's my problem is that you know when you look at the specs and, and we know how pc hardware is can be because like mm-hmm. you're not going to play cyberpunk 2077 with the best quality graphics and Maybe that's not why you get something like this. Like you want to play Cyberpunk on a system, but play it with just some basic, you know, 16 gigs of RAM. You know, like, mm-hmm. and you're not even playing it on high def. It's 120 80 by 800. Yeah. You know, resolution. So it's like, okay, you know, that's you, you're not seeing it in crystal clear quality like you would on mm-hmm. a just even like a standard I mean, display. The, the switch, the switch resolution is the same as this. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Uh, Plus, so, like, plus, um, like, the big caveat to this thing right now, too, is, like, your multiplayer games aren't going to work on here because of the anti-cheat stuff. So yeah. anything that has competitive multiplayer at all on here, you're not going to be able to play. Apex Legends, mm-hmm. Destiny, Halo, uh, anything like that, you are not going to be able to play on this device. 
Oh, and that's what kind of, and and that's why this whole thing, the Steam Deck, confuses the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Why they would make something like this if it's not not player friendly? Um, so, because all you could do is play like single player campaigns. It correct. seems like that. Okay, so you download The Witcher three, you know, right for the PC. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. at least thirty five forty gigs. So if you've bought the base model of this, which is sixty four gigs, you've already taken up half your space. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're they're thinking of everybody throwing in a micro SD card, so that's right. What yeah, thinking, you know? um, but uh, admittedly, you want to take advantage of the solid state drive, you know, that's mm-hmm. coupled with this system. But it, it, I think that's the when me and Laurent was talking earlier about this. I'm kind of just talking about most Steam players, if they are doing gaming like that, they take their laptops and stuff to if they're playing games on Steam instead of... There's something about this, I don't... There are going to be people who's going to buy it and everything and enjoy it for what it is. But I'm like, you're not going to be seeing people take this stuff to esports, or you're not going to see them taking this to play some other games that may be at a tournament level, or if they don't got a Switch, they're going to be carrying their laptop and stuff and playing games on there. Um, and I know LeBron said that uh, a good laptop is going to cost you some money, and this is a cheaper alternative. But I'm just like, if there's a way to play Diablo 3 or something, or World of Warcraft with friends or whatever, and it's through Steam, well, that's probably bad examples, or whatever multiplayer game through Steam, like you said, Story, if this is capping you, you know, why would you get the system if I mean you could just the, easily do it on your PC? I mean, the nice thing about this is, you know, going through the Steam library, there's tons of games that, you know, you can get that don't are, aren't so hardware intensive, needing, yeah. you know, you know, crazy hardware to see ultra high definition graphics. So there's a lot of like kind of like, you know, even like shovelware titles that it's like, OK, that take up maybe like two gigs of space or something like that. And you can mm. use every you know every bit of space that you have but you know um yeah is this going to be you know a game where you're going to download you know this these massive triple a games probably not i think i I still think i still think the this thing is going to get the most use out of people who want to break it open and put windows on it or you know turn it into some emulation machine or something yeah these like these modders are the ones that are going to get the most use out of this uh you know i I don't know. I I feel like, man, I would love to play some Halo campaigns on the go. But if you're telling me this anti-cheat stuff isn't going to work on this thing, then like it that I mean, that would just eliminate all like even if you just want to play the single player stuff from those games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So but I mean, and and even just like the price point of it, Uh it's just like even just getting like I think it's like six hundred fifty dollars for the biggest one. Yeah. The 512 or 525 gig, let me whatever let me find the price on here. Yeah, oh, I got it. actually no, it's four, actually it's even more. Yeah. 650 dollars. I think 512 the, gigabytes. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's got an SSD in it, which is nice, but like, well, that's what you're paying for. Yeah, the, yeah. the SSD is literally the most expensive thing in that yeah. hardware. So, I, I think I want to see what indies say. Uh, because that's going to be yeah, but you're not going to buy this thing. For, you're not going to buy this thing for indies. Like you might as well just get a switch for that. I mean, I, well, I get honestly, it. Like, though, but honestly, though, Eddie's right. Honestly, this is all you can play on this. Yeah, is the indie titles. Yeah. So and, this is good for the indies. Actually, and 
I, I know there's been a lot of reports that indie developers haven't been making much money on Steam. They've been making more on Switch. So if this is a good it's way because to... Because the only reason, the only time people buy indie games on Steam is when they go down to like 99 cents and then that's, Switch, well, yeah, Switch is always yeah. more than like 5 bucks, 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of want to see what the indie... Yeah, I just want to see what the indie uh, scene says about... Um, the system. I know there's going to be people who gonna, I know there's a lot of people who are happy that they'll be able to take their Steam library on the go. And you don't have. To, uh, I want to write about the Wi-Fi connection if you are on the go. Is it just the games that you have to save to that hard drive? Yeah. In order to play. It? I okay. mean, I, I think you probably only have to connect like once every, probably like once a week to your Steam library. Probably, I'm sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Before you have to re-log in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same as like the Nintendo stuff. If you have more than one console, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you just log in. You know, they check your digital stuff once every forty-eight hours, mm-hmm. I think, and you'll be you'll be good to go. So, so the the, the one nice thing I also read too about this is that um, Steam, Valve made it kind of like very hard for people who are reserving this system because reserves are live now, and all you need to do is put down like five bucks for it, but. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually are putting a block on new accounts from reserving mm-hmm. uh, the system. So, like, if you just make an account the day of just to reserve the title so you can go later, like, they actually block you to say your account's too new. You'll be available to reserve it, like, in a week or two or something like that. Yeah, so, you have to buy a game in June or mm-hmm. had to make a new purchase in June in order to do it. So, um, yeah. They just said, to prevent, just to prevent bots and like you know other people the, that just make fake accounts, the scalpers and stuff. Yeah, will it will it work? Um, it it depends on how many pre-orders if it's, if Valve's going to announce how many good but pre-orders. The they thing have. is, the thing is though, is if if this thing even like isn't as big of a success as they want it to be, this is just going to be a write-off for them anyway, right? Like, I mean, Valve makes so much money every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. that like they can take chances like this, and we're like, you know what, didn't work out. It's fine. I'm just gonna. They're a pl- they're a platform. You know, yeah. they're they're not just a company. They are literally a platform. Yeah. Well, this is so... the first platform that they've made. Yeah. The, the, they've never made a system before. There was there was for years there was talk about a Valve box mm-hmm. you know, where they were gonna make a dedicated stream deck. You know, yeah. or, or like Steam Deck, where yeah. that was supposed to be like the system. But yeah. I think that just throughout all their hardware changes, they probably just fell to the wayside. But this is what they have now. So, yeah. And uh, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, this is going to kill the Switch. And I'm like, I, no, it's no, not. No. Mm-hmm. No. I, I mean, if you just even look at Switch's pre orders for the OLED, when people said they weren't going to try to buy it, like, the. I mean that thing sold out in like twenty minutes, right? I mean, right. A couple, yeah. a couple pop ups here and there, right? But like, I don't know. I, I mean, I saw some Best Buy still had neon colors today uh, that popped up again, but you know, I don't know. I just, I just feel like. I, I mean, I'm passing on this. I have a laptop that I could play really yeah. good Steam games on. I'm, I have I, a. I, I would not even. I would not use this at all, and I'm not gonna. Drop five hundred dollars on something that's just gonna collect yeah. dust. I mean, yeah, I get the people who only play PC games and might want to play them on the go and not have like a laptop or whatever. This this yeah. could service that itch a little bit, but at that point, at you know, I 
I'm not going to get it to hack my Game Pass subscription onto it. I have a phone with an extra Xbox controller I can play on or, you know, it's just mm-hmm. I, I'm not interested because I don't have a big Steam library, right? I think I have like four mm-hmm. games on Steam, right? And it's two, two different versions of Roller Coaster Tycoon, Tomb Raider because they gave it out for free, and, and Planet Coaster and Destiny are like the five games I think I have on Steam, and that's... And- and this game, this thing's coming out in December. Like everybody's gonna be, if Sony and Microsoft could get more systems and games out, every, all the holiday purchases are gonna be on the console stuff. Like who's gonna really be spending time when they get? I, like you guys said, I think people modders are gonna have fun with it, and what they'll do is they'll mod it and probably resell it for a higher price. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how probably in the next what probably a month or two after after it comes out we'll see how it you know how xbox games run on it at that point uh yeah but we're gonna we're gonna move on to our next topic here uh the coalition has shared some impressive screenshots from their unreal engine 5 project uh that they are going to show off at gdc uh what is it next week i think uh so pretty impressive stuff it kind of it's very uh brown kind of reminds well, me the, of like those old uh gears <laughs> gears games where it's like oh let's use various shades of brown but still super impressive really you know kind of reminds me of the uh the uh tech demo that they showed off earlier on the the playstation 5 stuff so what do you guys think of these screenshots i mean i know they're just screenshots but they are well i remember i think i remember unreal did a uh unreal 5 um, reveal of the engine where the, it was like it kind of looked like a Tomb Raider demo, mm-hmm. yeah. so to speak, and they just showed, you know, a lot of the weather and the detail effects, um, even just like talking about like traversing, you know, the walls and stuff like that, you know, as climbing, and even just like weather effects and how the sun can really like the sun's rays, like give it like a whole slew of like new features or whatever i know i'm not using my words right but um some of the i mean video games are now starting to kind of like toe that line between like okay is is this really real Mm -hmm. like it it, it's really starting to toe that line and unreal 5 is man it's going to be massive once once the you know they start kind of putting out some of their games because i know the coalition's working on a few games yeah they're working they're working on a, a rumored project that's supposed to be smaller in scale like i guess the, it's supposed to be like a $40 budget title, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Game Pass Day 1. but uh, And then Gear 6 a- probably after that. So uh, I know Yeah, that, they're hiring for a ton of positions. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I know that I know they've been working on a ton on trying to get Halo out the door as well uh, with, with 343. But, oh, they've been helping them out? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like all hands on deck to get Halo out. There's like f- 10 studios working on Halo right now. I think... I think Playground is actually helping on Halo now. Uh, oh boy! It's like it, it's like all hands on deck for Halo right now. Oh wow! Uh, I'm excited to see what the Coalition can do outside of Gears. I remember when they when Microsoft first bought the Coalition, it was Black Tusk <laughs> at the time, and they were working on a uh, third person heist game called Shanghai, uh, which was kind of like a modern day diehard type game i guess where you're kind of going through this building and trying to solve the mystery of the building and seeing what's happening inside and whatever uh and then Mm. 
when they turned in the coalition, they obviously took on gears and Rod Ferguson came back and everything. So, uh, I think this looks impressive. Like I know they're just screenshots, but, uh, it, it looks amazing. I know even movies and TV are using unreal engine five now for their effects. I know the Mandalorian used unreal engine for their set design. Uh, Oh, wow. So I'm excited. What, what do you want them to be working on? What do you want this game to be? Like, I hope it's not just like a cover based shooter. You know, I mean, I, I get that's what they're good at, but if they're going to do that, they might as well just make gear six at this point. I want some. Well, I, I mean, I assume gear six is being made with unreal five. Yeah. I assume at this point, which, which if that's, if that's true, that leads me to believe we're at least three years away from the next gears game. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I guess the big thing I want to know is how user friendly the engine is, because I think that's always been the barrier with, you know, engines like I think Unreal 3 initially when that came out was ridiculously hard to work with. Mm-hmm. And um, Unreal 4, when that came out, I think, you know, it that was like super user friendly and like, you know, indie developers started to use it. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, I'm, I'm hoping it's user friendly enough that we can actually churn out some good games right away. But I mean, I would love to see, you know, a third person game kind of like in the vein of like a Tomb Raider. Um, or yeah, an uncharted like game. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love to see something like something like that, you know, cause I mean, Xbox doesn't really have that at this point. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have, I mean, th- they had the shadow of the tomb Raider exclusive for like a year, which was cool, but you know, I, I really think they need kind of like their own uncharted thing. Oh, I guess we got Indiana Jones coming. Yeah. That's something. maybe, uh, well, I was going to say maybe they're helping with that, but I mean, I, that game, side tangent, that game has me so interested because like Wolfenstein is not, it's, it's not, uh, uncharted or tomb Raider. It's just, it's more, you know, doom than anything. It's just like fast paced, got to move around, shoot your guns all the time. It's not like I yeah. want to, I, I wonder if machine games can like really pull that off. Because like Indiana, I, Indiana Jones has to be third person, right? We're not. Yeah. We're not like we're all on the same page with that, right? Like it has to be a third person action adventure. Let's climb these, you know. Well, it's got to be melee combat. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you're gonna have your shooting segments, and I imagine there's gonna be some like kind of like cover based mechanics with it. But I mean, watching any Indiana Jones movie, nine times out of ten, he's taking someone in hand to hand combat. So. Yeah. Except for that one scene in Raiders where he like. The guy's doing this with the sword. And he just well, his pistol and just shoots him. Well, I mean, you you heard the story with that scene, right? Yeah, like, he was like really that, sick that day. He was really sick that day, and that was supposed to be a big like combat scene. But they were like, "Well, why don't we just have you pull out your gun and shoot him?" Yeah, and then we can wrap up shooting for the day. So he's like, "All right, cool, I, I can do that." <laughs> Gosh, how good is Indiana Jones, by the way, guys? With the exception of Crystal Skull, oh man, it's better than Temple of Doom. What? Yeah. Corey? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is totally a watchable movie. Corey? Corey? Hmm. Never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go into it. Not, no. I not kinda, here. I want to... I'm... I mean, admittedly, it wasn't the worst movie. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I understood what they were trying to do with it. I understood what they were trying... What they were trying to accomplish with the movie, with the writing and the story and everything like that. 
I just didn't. I mean, maybe Shia LaBeouf really rubbed me the wrong way, but mm. I just yeah. uh, I'm I'm intrigued and worried about this new one because Harrison Ford is 78 years old and he's going to go play Indiana Jones in the 70s now. Taking yeah, right. What okay. the Soviets? I guess. Matt. Oh, Mads, is it? Are, are, Mads Mikkelsen is continue. the is the villain. I think. So, yeah. Uh, they just added somebody to the cast too. I forget who they added very yeah. recently, but. Uh, we'll see, I guess. Anyway, so I guess what do you well, what do you guys want with your own Real Five engine? I, I just I just want it to be a good, fun, intriguing game. I want to see what else they can do. Right? I mean, we know they're good at third person action games. I don't. I wouldn't mind if it's that, but I don't want it to be like a cover based shooter. Right? Like I, I'm with mm-hmm. you, Stoy. I want it to be a third person Tomb Raider esque game where you're. Yeah, maybe there's shooting segments, which we'll, we know the shooting will be good, but like, I want to solve puzzles. I want to explore environments. I want to find collectibles, that kind of thing, right? I just, right. That's, that's what I, that's what I want it to be as long as we get a good one of those, right? Like, I, I don't need like a, a Last of Us style dire story out of them, right? I just want something that's fun and colorful right. and, and uses the tech in a really meaningful way. And, I think I think it'll be good. You know, I, I mm-hmm. trust the coalition, right? They get they've given us three great games so far, and uh, yeah, they've got tons of people working for them and tons of teams working on like I think two or three projects. So yeah, yeah, I mean four technically if you count Gears Tactics, even though I know Splash Damage did most of that, but they oversaw right. it and felt like Gears. So yeah, Ed, what about you? Um, I think this is going. It looks like their take on Recore. I think they're doing the sequel to Recore. Ew, gross. Um, what? I'm, I'm just <laughs> Two people on this planet like that game. And one of them is here. <laughs> one of them is here. <laughs> uh, I. It looks. It has a Recore vibe to it with uh, with the just the way that you it mean looks the brown rocks. The <laughs> I mean, even with that little thing that's in it, that little floating uh, sci-fi, because it's going to be a sci-fi kind of game, yeah, a mystical kind of game. So I'm thinking at this point in time, like th- th- not a reboot to record, but I think it's going to be maybe a, a spiritual successor to it or something like that. Um, but it's going to be done in their way. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know, and they'll probably be like, okay, you know, we tried that game with this developer, um, but you know, it, it didn't work, so we gave it to the coalition. They renamed it. They, um, you know, just redid the thing. Of course, it's gonna have shooting elements and uh, to it because this Microsoft and this the coalition they can't do melee battle or anything like that. Um, I just have a feeling that it's gonna be something kind of connected to record or record to or something like that um i kind of do want to see what they what they're going to do with umbra engine 5 because this is looking mostly almost close to what their tech demo was when they showed it off for ps5 um when they first announced it um it has that kind of look to it so i don't know if um the coalition is borrowing that same idea, but like I said, probably making it to like record or something like that. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I, I could see a record like game, you know, one of like exploration and stuff like that, maybe like an RPG type of thing. I guess I, I dream about kind of 
hearing about the difficulties a lot of EA Studios had working with Frostbite, the Frostbite engine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, say, for example, Dragon Age Inquisition, hearing all the horror stories that they went through just working with Frostbite to get it to work for a pen and paper RPG yeah. game. And imagine if they had, like, the tools that Unreal 5 had, where basically it's like, well, you want to make a, an RPG? Yeah, our, our engine can handle that. Because Frostbite was made for just racing and first-person shooter titles. Yeah. Well, Frost, well, Frostbite was made because of dice making it. And they yeah, always and they, felt they like made they, that exclusively they for Battlefield. And right, they, and it felt like, Oh, I was just going to say, it felt like dice didn't teach everybody in EA well, no. to use it. So, right, it, no. and EA kind of... My idea is that EA is just like, you use this engine and you learn it and turn out a game. <laughs> yeah. It's a... Uh, I mean, it's like... Uh, I mean... Dragon Age, they had a bunch of issues with it, and then you saw, obviously, what happened to Mass Effect Andromeda and uh, Anthem, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. both use Frostbite, and it's like this, like you said, and like uh, th- there's been, I don't know if you guys follow like the EA Sports scenes or anything, but like every year there's some new issue with Frostbite because they use them for their sports games, and, and that's why they can only update one or two new features every year is because like Frostbite just sucks at updating things. Unless you're like I know. doing a first-person shooter, that, and that's which, is, which is crazy, and, and that's what I heard. EA is like not doing a great job of like really, you know, showcasing and showing developers how to really develop, you know, this type of thing or that type of thing. Like it's just, it's just crazy to me that EA just locks it in for everybody. Yeah, well, and I wonder if that's. I mean, I mean, I wonder if that's changed in the last couple of years because of companies like Respawn using Unreal and Source and all these other things, right? Because like. They don't want to use it, and obviously th- those are the games that are having the most success outside of the sports games, right? So, like, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing with Respawn. They told EA that they were going to use it, or they were just like, "Yeah, we're using the old Source engine, and this was we could put out." And I kind of feel like with with Bioware, I think Bioware probably was just like, "Look, we cannot use this engine for our games because this is the quality that's turning out." I really we- hope that that's that that's true i want that to be true so much because with dragon age 4 and mass effect 4 like working on it mm-hmm. i hope they basically stuck to their guns to say listen you know you obviously i mean dragon age inquisition was an exception because that was a huge success for bioware but um yeah with mass effect andromeda and it, even anthem like i said i hope they really changed their e- tune mm-hmm. ea is gonna have ea is gonna have to let them you know, EA's gonna have to pay that license for Unreal, and they can't help it. If you want some great games to come out from Bioware for people to buy, you gotta let them use that. I mean, they gotta bite the bullet. They, they have the. It's EA, right? It's not like there's some indie team that can't afford it, right? Like they can. Right. Just. I mean, that's why Mass Effect, the original trilogy, was made on Unreal, and that's why, like, they said they had such a hard time moving. The some of the assets that they needed from that tr- original trilogy over because Frostbite is very unwelcoming of other assets and it's like well mm-hmm. clearly mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's to it's save money yeah and they're like yeah. well we want to be able to use like if you make it this was like their big pitch if you want to use a helicopter in this game you can easily just import that asset into another game and use it there I'm like where the hell is a helicopter in Dragon Age right like <laughs> yeah okay yeah. yeah, no one's using M16 rifles in Dragon Age, right? <laughs> yeah, but so. we'll see. I think we'll see something very creative from the coalition. I 
you know, because they were people who came from Epic Games and kind of know the Unreal Engine. So yeah. they probably been. I, I think they probably been prototyping stuff for maybe six to eight months, and then you know what they see, what they could do with it. I think they like got together because what what I can't believe GDC is next month or next, next week. week. I, it's next, next week. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know that was they was having one this year. I thought uh, it was canceled because I of, think it's a digital event, right? Again this year, again. Um, so yeah, I know it's mo- mostly like in March, so that's why uh, I'm shocked that they're doing it uh, this month. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm excited. It, the Coalition is, I mean, Gears is my favorite Xbox franchise, so I'm I'm always excited when the Coalition will show something. Uh, so. All right, guys. Uh, our main topic tonight is obviously Game Pass is a is a huge success, and uh, the rumor is that PlayStation is might be partnering with Netflix to do some sort of game streaming thing. Uh, I kind of just wanted to talk about: Do you think that's going to impact Game Pass at all? Do you think Sony is smart for for? allegedly partnering with netflix uh do you think if netflix is getting into the gaming stuff and they don't partner with playstation like is that a bad move for them uh you know i I mean this is where i want to know like obviously you know i i guess as as we talk more about it i guess we yeah what's in it for sony here by partnering with netflix yeah you know I mean, obviously, if you want the gaming stuff, I feel like Netflix is going to charge more, right? And that money's going to go mm-hmm. pretty much directly to Sony, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know Netflix has experimented in games, right? They have that Dark Crystal tactics yeah. game. They have the Stranger Things game. I think they have a couple other things that, you know, I don't really care about because it's right. Netflix games. <laughs> well, but My question is, are they... De- are they de- they're developing games like they're actually creating a Netflix developer to make games? I correct? don't know. I th- they've been partnering with small indie studios to make their games, so I don't know. I'm gonna look it up real well, quick. Well, because I mean, I mean that th- this is a thing because all this rumor happened because of a placeholder that mm-hmm. you know Sony that that someone found. I think when they data mined the Netflix code or something like that. Mm-hmm. And because I, and I, that's what led me to believe like, I, why would Netflix partner with Sony if all of a sudden, like the week before, Netflix announced they're going into gaming and they're going to have games on their streaming platform? Yeah. Why wouldn't they have announced so, it then? Yeah, exactly. Or like the only thing, the only thing I could see them partnering with Sony is maybe offering some Sony first party titles. Like, here, you can stream Ratchet and Clank on Netflix, you can stream this on Netflix. I mean, I don't think Sony's going to get into the streaming game, you know, with, with someone else. Yeah. Well, I think it's because if, if this was to happen, Sony's been making business moves. Well, in a sense, what they could do though, they signed Sony a movie could, deal with Netflix just recently, like well, a few months I, ago. Yeah, but Sony could also be could package PlayStation Now with a Netflix subscription. I mean, yeah, they can, but it's. Looking at looking at past Sony business moves, like with them doing with them with Evo, with them now just you know getting more into PC gaming and stuff, it it feels like they're trying to get around the stuff that Microsoft is not doing. All right, so they um, can still so they can still be seen and look like they are making big uh big moves without 
you know, I guess stepping on Microsoft toes or anything. Well, okay, um, let's, let's if Sony's going about it the wrong way, if that's what they're doing. Yeah, let's kind of let's kind of reset here. So, what what does Netflix benefit from for entering the games game side of things? I mean, we already know they're successful in the TV show, movie stuff, right? For the most part, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. what what is in it for them for games? Because they tried this before, right? Like about ten years ago, they tried a game games thing. Uh, I forget. It started with a Q. I forget what it was called. Uh, but they scrapped the idea, and now they're obviously revisiting it under Netflix Games. What are they? What are? What's the benefit of them getting into this? Where we see Google kind of stumbling, we see Amazon kind of stumbling, uh, PlayStation kind of half-assing PlayStation now, right? The only yeah, right. the mm-hmm. only team that really seems to be taking it seriously is Microsoft, right? Like. What's well, the, Netflix so, has the that, biggest it, it's the biggest streaming platform to date right now. Like mm-hmm. it's bigger than Disney. It's bigger than so they're trying to tap into that already their market. Now, as far as what I've heard is that they don't plan on changing the subscription service anymore because they want to bring in new subscribers. So like if you find out, oh, you could just go back to paying what you paid a month before, not only are you getting all the TV shows and movies, now you're getting all these games with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, that's where I, the only thing I could see is maybe Sony has another platform to put some games on. But... What were weren't they doing like games through Netflix uh, service? Like, I guess like, almost like a choose your own adventure kind of style they, game. They've experimented uh, yeah. in that, right? Like they had the, like some... Black Mirror. And, yeah, uh, I think a couple yeah. other movies. Yeah. And then they well, they had the mine. They game. had that Minecraft story mode on there, too, I think. Right. So they got because they got stuff like what Stranger Things. I think I have a game. Stranger Things has a game. What's the other one that has a game? Uh, Oh, Dark Crystal has that tactics game. So it's I think with them, they're trying to expand into this medium because they think that uh, or assumption. I should more say think assume that they could get into this market easier because people already know what these franchises are so it's the movie tie-in kind of game but done in a different way it's the tv tie-in sir the tv tie-in with them so if they can make their own animes if they can make their own tv shows or even kids shows maybe they can get it out on like some pcs and consoles and mobile and stuff and We've seen that they are taking thing, this gaming thing serious. For them, it's a they, you know, to, to them it's business. So that they could lose on games as long as they get the subscribers to them, you know, for for them. Now, well, I, I see it as a companion. Um, they can create companion apps. So like, mm-hmm. you watch you watch a TV show like, and you want more content from Black Mirror. Well, all right, you got this companion game. That could be maybe a choose-your-own-adventure type. It could be a narrative-driven kind of maybe walking simulator-like game, or whatever. Um, or maybe it's a maybe it's a third-person action game, or maybe it's a side-scrolling, you know, beat 'em up style game, or whatever. So, I mean, that's where I see them going because obviously Stranger Things was somewhat successful. But yeah. imagine if Netflix had that on their own platform. They would stand to benefit, like you said, they're a business. They would stand to benefit making more money off that instead of shipping it to other consoles and, you know, paying those royalty fees. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah. I, plus, like, I wonder if it, it could, like, like you said, like a companion piece, but also be like a, 
season in between seasons of the show too, right? Like if you want more mm-hmm. depth on the characters, if you want more story, if you want more, if you, I, I don't know if you want that kind of thing, like you could definitely do that with games too. I mean, games do that all the time anyway. Yeah. Uh, that could be interesting. They, uh, they could kind of kill two birds with one stone. Like they could do a TV show with an FMV gang. Where you, you know, maybe like what you said, Corey, like they do the 10 episode series and then while it's uh, before, hopefully it don't get canceled. They got a 10 episode where you can actually play the game and stuff. And and it's quick time events or kind of like what I said already. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 I think but done in a way that they're dropping it every month. Like you get one game. Oh, you want like you think they're going to go the telltale model, but like for netflix yeah. almost like yeah you get i, I mean because they're recording they're they're recording they're filming the actual season of that tv show but also filming the game i mean so once you they could get you, the, i mean you could use that for like cutscenes and stuff in your game but i don't see them doing like a fmv like night trap situation i'm i, I think they probably could or where's something. the netflix nat, night trap show by the way Where's that? Yeah, at? so I'm still waiting. Still waiting. Mm. I mean, I mean, what, like at this point in time, why not? Because uh, um, the one, uh, what is that woman? She's in the police station, telling her story. Uh, her story. Mm. Those that stuff like that has been popular with a lot of people. Um, and you know that's kind of the way that FMV came back into gaming uh, in this modern day. So maybe Netflix is looking at that and using can be using that idea for a lot of their games. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a uh, uh, the, the crisscross Sega CD games um, that you uh, make my video kind of stuff. Maybe they could be doing stuff like that. Like well, and, Netflix- and like we said, Netflix has already kind of experimented with that. So. Yeah. Um, you know, with with some of their shows now, the choose your own adventure types. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're not games per se. It's just basically you're watching something and then you're just hitting a button on a remote to like, mm-hmm. okay, uh, go left or go right. Um, but uh, I think one of the final destinations did that, right? A long time ago. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so um, that's where that that's where you have to, I guess, uh, kind of find out like what they mean by game deals. Like, are they going to be making, you know, kind of experiences like that, or are they going to be making like full fledged games? Kind of like how they stranger things. You got to think it's got to be a mass market appeal thing, right? Like you're not going to get like a hardcore RPG on there, like the Witcher or anything, right? You're going to, you're going to get like a, a mass appeal, like, Oh, families are going to sit down and watch this, you know, kids to teen show. And like, Oh, maybe we'll play through a couple episodes of this because it's it appeals to the family. And instead of busting out Monopoly, we're gonna play a Netflix thing or whatever. You're not gonna get mm. The Witcher. You're not gonna get God of War. You're not gonna get Halo, right? Like you, you can't yeah, do that on this yeah. service, right? Like I, th- yeah, th- their approach to the game is gonna be more almost <laughs> almost like that uh, Intellivision Amico thing that came out or is yeah. coming out, right? Like that. That's kind of where I see is like fam- games designed for families. Maybe trivia games, maybe uh, visual board games, maybe uh, you know, like Stoy already said, like the interactive things. That it, I I wonder will there be 
uh, hard copies, like physical copies of their games, or are they just going to keep it digital? I mean, to put it I on mean, it's probably just part of the keep subscri- it digital. It's probably just part of the subscription service, but they do sell physical copies of their shows, right? Like I know Stranger mm-hmm. Things has physical. I, I mean, well, yeah, to, but on DVD or Blu-rays. Yeah, like. I mean, to me, to me, like the game side of thing is strictly uh, this is part of your subscription. We're not going to sell it physically, right? So unless like, unless someone like Limited Run did a deal with them and were like, oh, well, here's the physical copy of your Netflix game. But I don't know. I I feel like this is a, a really weird thing for them to be getting into right now. Yeah, and I I, I honestly. Honestly, don't think I'm, I'm not thinking much into this. The only thing I can think of is this is a tie-in to the movie deal that they signed. Yeah, um, like earlier this year. That's about it. Yeah, um, I don't think I, I don't think we're going to be seeing Sony games on the service at all. I, don't I think either. Netflix is going to go no. completely proprietary. Um, I don't think Netflix is linking exclusive publishing deal. I, I like I said, I, I just think people are reading into this a little too much. I do too. Well, I I, I think people just kind of wonder. Because it wasn't be successful. Because it wasn't or, PlayStation that they found, right? It was Sony that they found in the data mine, right? Yeah, so, it was Sony, and then a picture of what looked like a PlayStation Five controller. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, wow! Oh can, my god, the internet goes crazy now. I mean, you can hook like my smart TV has Bluetooth functionality. I can hook my Xbox controller up to it, right? So, like, I don't yeah. know. They did. They did uh, hire Mike Verdu who was a vice president of game development uh, over at Facebook Reality Labs, and uh, he was a vice president of mobile over at Electronic Arts. So, And uh, and Zynga, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like... There's an might... article about it on BossWorksGames.com. There is. Should yeah. Go... Should I read it, Stoy? No. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to, but now that you said okay. no. Okay, all right. Well, Except we, now we'll I can't it. Find... I'll read it. Now I can't find it, uh, so... Quick question: Do you think Netflix is, is going to do anything uh, VR related? Nope. No. No. If they were going to do that, they would have done it already. I think. Yeah. Plus, like, who I mean, are, for who, like... Are they, who are they going to partner with? You know, like w- they're not going to make their own headsets. Like, it... no, I'm <laughs> the talking phone about stuff. Kind of sucks. I'm... No, oh I'm no, no definitely not. Games. For v- oh, no, no, definitely no, not. No, 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 no. This, this, this is a thing that. I feel like you're going to be actually going to be able to use your phone as a controller. That's how simple these games are going to be. I feel like, you know, mm. so because yeah, I don't know how successful their games have been. I don't know. They've been, they've been on Game Pass, both of them. So or all of them at some point. I don't know. I don't even know what games they put out besides those two. So anyways, I, uh, I don't know. I still think that Game Pass is obviously the clear winner here in terms of games, this, mm-hmm. this the streaming stuff, and even just like the subscription model stuff. I I think I think story. You're right that people are looking way too hard into this Netflix gaming thing. It's clearly going to be some sort of broad appeal thing. Uh, it's, yeah, PlayStation's not going to show up on here. Xbox Game Pass isn't going to show up on here. Right? It's just going to be like a. a family friendly let's play a trivia game let's play monopoly on tv instead of whatever you know that kind of thing yeah because when i looked at the when i looked at the list of uh the the full motion video uh you know choose your own adventure games Mm -hmm. more than half of those are like kids shows Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't be surprised if all of us as most of these games were like kind of catered to kids yeah 
Great. Um, I can't wait know, for the Coco Melon tie-in. Okay, that's you. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Well, it's a well, kid's it's a kid show that my daughter's obsessed with. Okay, got but it. I think that, I think that's why people want to know when they talk about games, is it gonna be more mature? No. Uh, um Absolutely or, or, not. Or like no. that. I mean, I bet, I bet there's some horror themed stuff for adults on here, but most of it's going to yeah. be broad appeal stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not going to see any AAA titles on here, and I think, I, I think if oh, anything, no. a- Amazon, have, you know, we've learned a lesson from Amazon, even and even like Google Stadia, uh, they put, you know, they both companies put together big development teams to make big games and then all of a sudden like amazon you know laid off a bunch of people google stadia like decimated a lot of their development studios mm-hmm. and so I mean, like ha- like 80 percent of that team went to haven now right with jade raymond anyway yeah. so yeah um, so i mean you know i i think maybe netflix is learning from everybody else's mistakes to say like let's just make some small little companion titles mm-hmm. maybe uh for you know kids shows out there Mm-hmm. And maybe something else with you know, you know, like a, like it's, I keep saying Black Mirror, but that's a pretty popular Netflix series. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, I could see them tying stuff into Stranger Things and stuff too. Anything that's like remotely popular, I could see them having tie-in stuff too. Oh uh, yeah, for or sure. Or like, it's just stuff... too bad they can't really touch The Witcher because that's a CD Projekt Red's property. So yeah, yeah, it... I kind of feel like like this is a way to maybe if stuff does get canceled. Maybe they'll probably use the search the, the test to see if that series is popular the, or not. The thing, like, the thing is though, game. like for these types of games though, you would have to plan the game. Like if you want them to tie into the show, you would have to plan mm-hmm. out like multiple seasons in advance and start development on the game before you even start production on the show. Almost. Like, well, yeah. that's that's why I, that's why I say if they go to FMV while recording the show and the game at the same time doing mm-hmm. those shots. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when the season is over with, then they could go to the game to like maybe hold them over and they just do one one episode per month. That's that's three hours. And then when it's time for the next season to come, because maybe the sales or wherever, wherever they're selling stuff. If that does good, it may show Netflix. Oh, we do got people that's interested. Okay, go ahead, do season two. It's like or that, whatever. Uh, it's like that Matrix game that came out for Xbox that tied into the sh- the movies. Ooh. That was a good Matrix game. <laughs> it I was actually it. pretty solid because you actually got to play as Ghost, which was awesome. Yeah, um, I'm thinking of the Sega one that came out. The Matrix. The Matrix. On yeah. The Sega? There's. I think you are really confused, Ed, because the Matrix came out after Sega died. Right. Yeah. Even so. after Dreamcast, for sure. <laughs> oh, no, but, they, uh, I think I think there was a PC version of the Matrix. There was. But, uh, the there Matrix was. Um, online. Oh. There was. Um. I kind of lost what I was going to say. Yeah, whatever. Gosh, Ed, look what you did. Ed, Ed, it confused me with the whole like Sega and the Matrix thing. And I know. Then well, no, because because you said Matrix <laughs> Ed's on living Xbox. in the Matrix where Sega still makes consoles. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> you said you said the Matrix on Xbox. Hashtag thinking, Dreamcast Two. Yeah, I'm thinking the Xbox and PS Two when there was those Matrix games. Yeah, that's that what we're talking on. about. Those are the yeah. ones we're talking about. Right, and I thought Sega had the rights to the Matrix. No, I think that I thought that was Atari. Didn't Atari publish that? I think Atari published the first one, and then WB Games published the Path of WB Games. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was that's a weird license on how they did that. How the heck did Sega get it? Like Sega didn't get it. Atari didn't get it. Eddie, you're lying. (laughs) 
Oh, that thing, I thought they could... Ed, Ed partied all weekend. He's tired. No, okay. I'm, I'm just <laughs> I don't know. Now I have to look this up. Gosh, Ed, look I, what you I, did. I'm, I'm Googling it too. So. Oh, the Matrix. Okay, games. Matrix Online. Yeah, he did say that. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I knew it was. I knew Sega did one. And when you said uh, Xbox, I'm just like, then they. I thought they had one. I thought they did one for America for the Xbox. But if it's a if it's a Atari or Warner Brothers, uh, then that might be in the console games. Well, Sega but, and Warner Brothers kind of developed the game, and then they sold it to Sony Online Entertainment, like mm-hmm. promptly after releasing it. And then, uh, yeah, okay. Oh my gosh, yeah, Midway so. Midway published Path of Neo. Oh really? Yeah. And it, okay. it was like a partnership with Atari. It says publishers Atari Midway Games West. Hmm. All right. Hmm. All, all right. All that's right. I was just like the licenses stuff. I'm like that's weird on how they did that with yeah. that game with that series. They should have just stopped what? after the first movie. <sighs> Reloaded was good. Now now we're getting a fourth movie. Morpheus yeah, isn't even uh, in it. Is it a he's reboot? Not, he's, he's not even in it. Uh uh-uh. uh Because no. the Matrix Online is canon, and and Morpheus dies in the Matrix Online, oh, and that game is okay. canon to the series, apparently. So, all right then. I don't know. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is in it though. So, he's is it a reboot or is it? No, uh, it's the Matrix Fours. I think they're uh, continuing the story. Yeah. I, if it if it would be a reboot, it should be with it would I would. Assume it should be with new characters because, like, yeah, I know Carrie Ann Moss is in it, and mm-hmm. um, Keanu Reeves obviously coming back. So. Yeah, everyone's coming back except for Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. So, anyways, there's our Matrix minute here on Arsenal X. Matrix with an X. It's true. The X, the X stands for Matrix. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Still yeah. the worst letter in the alphabet. Uh. Whatever. All right. Well, we're gonna. We're gonna we're gonna get out of here. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Remember, we're live now on Sunday nights here on Boss Rush Games Live. You should check us out. Give us a follow if you enjoy the show. Stoy, thank you for joining us tonight. Where where can we find? Hey you? man, thanks for being yeah. Thanks for being a part of a. Thanks for letting me be a part of this. Um, I run the EXP podcast. It's a video game podcast. Obviously, we record episodes. Uh, um, twice a week, we, uh, our episodes drop Mondays and Thursdays. Any anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EXPcast, and also on our YouTube channel, where you can actually catch video clips and even listen to full audio uh, of our podcast as well. So at EXPcast, and you can also follow me on Arsenal X Podcast. Yes, Ed, <laughs> where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that picture code. You can check out Nintendo Power Block on Mondays at seven thirty slash eight thirty PM. Um and yeah, check me out on Optional Opinion World One More Podcasts. Yeah, you can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter. You can follow find me on the Boss Rush Podcast on Nintendo Power Block on Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast. Uh the show is kinda you know, off the seat of our pants. Uh, next week, uh there will be a proper doc for everyone. <laughs> Uh, get some questions in there, get some real segments in there and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get it figured out. I, I know everybody had a long weekend. Uh, everybody yeah, Eddie and I, Eddie, I know we definitely had a long weekend, so yeah, 
Story got story got Ed part party hard in, over there in Wisconsin or Chicago or wherever you guys were. Right, Chicago, right, was where you were. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah. So. Well, we got the Midwest Gaming Classic coming up in November, and that's going to be in Milwaukee. Mm. Yeah. So uh, Eddie, expect you to be there. So. Oh, I'm coming. I'm, yeah, I, I'm excited to come. Man, in November, maybe I'll sneak up there. Uh, hey, all right. I'll see you. I'll see you guys up here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Arsenal X, we're back. Jesse will be back next week. Slept through it. That guy. He's tired. Yeah, that guy. He's a tired guy. That guy mm-hmm. needs mm-hmm. to sleep. So thank you guys so much for watching. Until next time, we love you. Goodbye.